plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. Welcome to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier. I'm a columnist for BleacherReport.com. Hope you all had a great 4th of July. We've got a busy show today, so let's get right into it as we start our preview of the Cowboys tight ends heading into training camp. But before we do that, we have a situation we need to address. Uh, The details are actually developing now as we speak. But on July 4th, linebacker Damian Wilson was arrested on charges of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. After a dispute over a parking spot, we're still waiting on a lot of the details. Um, And I'm sure they're going to come out as I post this podcast. But let's talk about the situation a little bit as it pertains to the Cowboys and their roster going forward. You would have to assume that Dallas probably part ways with Wilson, assuming that these charges are correct, or the NFL suspends him one way or the other. I don't expect Wilson to be a factor now for the Cowboys this year. And that's going to hurt because he was projected to be their Sam linebacker. Um, He actually took most of the first team reps as the Sam linebacker. Uh, He's got a little bit of versatility in that he can play uh, inside as the middle. Um, He played a little bit as a weak side linebacker uh, in his rookie year. It hurts. Uh, Now it's not the, the biggest loss on the defense. In fact, that Sam linebacker spot is probably the least valuable spot in the Cowboys defense. But what it does do is it hurts it hurts the team's depth a little bit at linebacker. Uh, I still expect the starters to be Sean Lee and Anthony Hitchens. I think that Kyle Wilbur will probably get a shot now at Sam. Uh, obviously, Jalen Smith is going to be a wild card in this whole situation. But until he gets on the field, I can't just assume that he's going to be the starter at middle linebacker. This gives the Cowboys or some of the other Cowboy players on the roster a chance to maybe rise up a little bit. Uh, the one name that comes right to, to mind is Mark Nazacha, the uh, linebacker from Wyoming who has struggled with injuries himself. The Wilson, This Wilson situation stinks as they head into camp, but it's not the end of the world. Kind of like the David Irving suspension. Yes, it's not ideal. It's not something that you anticipate but it's something that they can certainly overcome. Uh, I liked Wilson. Uh, I kind of thought Wilson was a limited player. Uh, he he's not as he's not asked to do the same things in coverage as a Anthony Hitchens. Uh, he's not asked to carry the tight ends all the way up the field. He's a little bit more limited in what he can do in the cover in, in the passing game. Um, so that's why he's primarily a Sam linebacker. You don't see him very often in nickel situations because that's just not where he. He thrives. Uh, we'll make sure we fill you guys in as the information comes in. If I hear anything, you guys will be the first ones to know. But as of now, I'll repeat it again. Damian Wilson was arrested on July 4th, uh, late in the night after a dispute about a parking spot. And he was arrested and charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Went to jail, 
Uh, is it now out on bond? We will fill you in as we get more information. Let's go ahead and let's start our preview of the Cowboys tight ends. A very interesting group as we enter training camp. There's a lot of questions with this group. There's a lot of excitement with this group. But I'm not sure that the Cowboys tight end group is going to be as good as the hype may seem. Let me explain that in a minute. Let's go ahead and start with Jason Witten. Jason Witten, one of the best tight ends of all time. Uh, he is he's a, a lock for the Hall of Fame. Uh, he turned 35 in May, but he's clearly a declining player. Uh, he hasn't went over 800 receiving yards since 2013. Uh, last time he went over 1,000 receiving yards was in 2012. He's down to about 9 yards per catch. He doesn't have the same athleticism anymore. He doesn't get down the field. Just six touchdowns in his last 32 games. Um, he's struggled as a blocker. He used to be one of the best blocking tight ends in the league. And now you're seeing a lot of defenders being able to beat him with quickness off the line of scrimmage. Um, Dallas has actually asked him to block a little bit more uh, on passing downs because he just doesn't have that ability to stretch the seam uh, any longer. Does that mean that he's not a useful player? Absolutely not. This is still a guy that on third down short, the quarterback is looking to, to win. You still have to account for him every single game, but he's not a top five, seven tight end in the NFL anymore. He's just an average starter, and that's okay. Um, they've got enough talent otherwhere on their offense to, to survive, but they no longer have that elite option at tight end. Behind Jason Witten are two young players in Jeff Swaim and James Hanna. We're first going to start with Swaim. For the first half of the season last year, Jeff Swaim was the team's second tight end, and he was incredible. Uh, he didn't catch a ton of passes. He only caught six passes for 69 yards, didn't score a touchdown. But he fit the model of what they wanted in their second tight end. This is an athletic guy that can really move. He's six foot four, two fifty. Um, he is a willing blocker. I wouldn't say that he's a devastating blocker by any means, but he he knows how to get in the way, and sometimes that's all that matters. Um, he's a really nice player. Player as a uh, excuse me, as a guy that can move into the slot. He can run a little bit after the catch. I like his potential as an eventual, uh, maybe a, a low-end starter if the Cowboys decide to go that way. Just 23 years old. He, this will be his third year in the league. Uh, he's nursing a foot injury. He broke his fifth metatarsal earlier in the offseason. The belief is that he'll be ready for training camp. But I like Swain. I, I think this is a really good number two tight end. Uh, much better than Gavin Escobar. I think he's a much better blocker. Um, he's obviously still learning that part of the game, but I think Swaim has the potential to be a really good number two tight end. Behind Jeff Swaim is James Hanna, who we didn't see at all last year, as he underwent microfracture surgery in his knee. Uh, never practiced in training camp, missed the entire regular season, and the Cowboys often suffered because of it. James Hanna is a versatile player who can line up in multiple different spots for the Cowboys and help him out. 
Uh, he can be their fullback. He can be their H-back. He can be their move tight end. He can be an inline tight end. He is a super athletic receiver, but the Cowboys have not really used him as that part that part of his game yet. I think he could still come, but right now he's one of the better blocking tight ends in the league, and they're okay with that. If Swaim, Hannah, and Witten are all healthy, the Cowboys will be able to run a lot of 13 personnel and do it very well. We haven't been able to see them do that at a high level or very frequently because none of their, their tight ends haven't been able to stay healthy and on the field at the same time. But if those three guys are healthy, I think you could see a lot of 13 personnel this year. Hannah still not recovered from his injury. He did not participate in OTAs. He was out on the field doing some work on the side, but he was not a full participant. The hope is that he's going to be ready for training camp and that he'll be able to compete with Swain for that number two spot. If Hannah is healthy, and that's a big if, he'll probably be the team's second tight end as he can do a little bit of everything for, for the offense. And he's a fantastic special teams player, a very, very underrated player that the Cowboys really missed last season. That leaves us to everybody's favorite sleeper, Rico Gathers. And I, I hate to be a wet blanket here and cool the hype a little bit, but I'm going to. Do I believe that Rico can be a big-time receiving threat in the NFL? Yes, I do. Do I believe that he can be the eventual replacement for Jason Witten? Yes, I do. I don't think that's going to happen this year. I think the realistic goal or realistic expectation, excuse me, for for gathers this year would be to be to make the 53-man roster and be active on game days. If he can do that, I will consider that a major success. Because remember, this is a player that has not played football in a long time. I think it was back in middle school was the last time he's played. Last year, played well in the practice squad. And I can't, Tony Romo being able to work with him every single day, huge to his value and his development. I, I don't think that's stated enough. Having Tony Romo as a scout team quarterback, helping him develop was massive. I think that gives him a chance to make some contributions this year. I think Gathers will probably be the team's fourth tight end. I think he'll probably make the active, the 53-man roster just because I don't think Dallas is going to want to cut Gathers and have him go through waivers. I, I think they would be too nervous about a team scooping him up. I think he'll make the 53 I don't think he'll be active on game days, not right away, unless he is so fantastic in training camp that they have to find a spot for him. I think Gathers, long-term, and we're talking about 2018 and 2019, we'll start to see the field then. But as of right now, he just doesn't block as well as Swaim or Hannah, and that's why he won't get on the field. I don't expect him to suddenly become the team's best blocker and get on the field that way. But if he's adequate and they believe that he's a big enough weapon in the receiving game, maybe you will see five to six snaps a game with Rico on the field in 2017. I think it's possible. I wouldn't expect it. 
I know there's a lot of people out there that are expecting Rico to have this huge breakout season this year. And I just don't think that's fair to him or the team. This is a guy they took in the sixth round, knowing he is probably two years away from being two years away. That makes sense. This is a long project. This is not a, you know, let's develop from one year and he's ready to start. I think Rico's got the potential, and we can see it from the little clips that we get every now and then. Still learning the position. Let's see how he looks in camp, but remember, this is really a player that they're projecting for 2018 and beyond. Okay. The other tight ends on the roster um, are not that exciting. The only other two they currently have are uh, Connor Hamlet, a second-year tight end form from Oregon State, six foot seven, 259 pounds, and Blake Jarwin from Oklahoma State, six foot five, 246. More of your move tight end. I think either uh, both of those players are, are long shots to make the roster. They're probably competing for spots in the practice squad. Um, I kind of like Blake Jarwin a little bit. Uh, I think he's, he may be able to make enough plays in preseason to warrant a practice squad spot. Overall, it's a pretty pretty good group uh, for the tight ends. I wouldn't say it's an elite group. I wouldn't even say it's the best in the division. I think Philadelphia has a better set of tight ends with uh, Zach Ertz, Brent Selleck, and Trey Burton. I think those guys are a little bit more versatile in what they can do. Um, I think tight ends in Washington with Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis are a little bit more dynamic than what Dallas has. Dallas's tight ends are okay. Um, they do what they're what's asked of them. Uh, they're never going to be these big reception totals, especially not now with Witten obviously in decline. Uh, but I think this is a pretty good unit that won't hurt you on game days. Um, it's versatile. They can line up in multiple different sets. They can split out their tight ends out wide, and they can beat linebackers and coverage that's it for today's show uh thanks for joining us today as we talked about the cowboys tight ends tomorrow we will be talking about the cowboys offensive line we'll be talking about lyle collins at right tackle how that transition might work talk about the left guard spot who's going to win the competition between jonathan cooper Chaz green byron bell emmett cleary and whoever the cowboys may sign to try to win that spot Talk about Tyron Smith, how he can improve. Will they miss Ronald Leary and Doug Free? Can they be a better offensive line in 2017? All those questions and more tomorrow on our offensive line preview. Make sure you send in those Twitter questions at Marcus Mosier. Excuse me, at Marcus underscore Mosier. I got to get my Twitter handle right. At Marcus underscore Mosier. You can also use that hashtag LockedOnCowboys if you have any questions that you want read on the air. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or wherever you can subscribe to podcasts. Tune in tomorrow. Thanks for listening. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At MetroPCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to MetroPCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.